Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Bring him in. Our football extravaganza started, honestly, with Arkansas State. At least it did for me. Saturday morning, 11 o'clock kickoff in the Camellia Bowl. And, Coach, that was a heck of a game. A lot of fun to watch. It's a shame it came down to an offsides call on a converted onside kick. And it takes it away. The, the emotion right there, Coach, that, that swing of emotion that must have happened on Arkansas State's sideline. Yeah, and uh, good to be in today. I'm actually en route to the studio, West. Uh, a 20-minute all change turned into 45 minutes, but that's uh, that's another issue. But, yeah, um, really enjoyed watching Butch Jones' team play. Uh, you got to be super impressed with the freshman quarterback. Uh, he's got a very, very bright future. Uh, you know, I thought Coach Jones handled the end-of-the-game situation in the press conference uh, the correct way. He took the high road. Obviously, I could not see a foul. I think all the slow motion and still photos that came out uh, indicated that there was no offsize penalty. And you're correct. The, the, the range of emotion uh, for the players and the coaching staff and the fans, uh, that's, that, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. They, that's one of those. Other, play, other plays in the game, West, sure. right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's 150 plays in a, in a college football game, 170 plays in a college football game. And, you know, you can go back to any one or two plays in the game with everything on the line. And I know what the referee saw. He saw the young man moving from depth. That's what I think. He saw the young man moving from depth. Uh, but he didn't cross the line. Uh, if anything, the kicker was offside. <laughs> that was going to ask you, Coach. Can the kicker be offsides? I have never seen it call, but uh, quite frankly, it, 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 you watch any kickoff and put it in slow motion. The, the body crosses the line before the foot hits the ball, just about every time. And uh, and in that case, he was right up on the line, and uh, yeah, he did cross the line. But I've never seen that call. But I think the official saw the movement of a young man coming from depth that flashed across his face, and, and he made a bad call. And unfortunately, we'll never know if Arkansas State uh, could have gotten a couple of first downs or a chunk play and got a field goal and won the game. But you got to be impressed with, uh, you know, they doubled their wins this year. Uh, they got to a bowl game. Uh, I, I, I've been, uh, you know, as a former coach, you know, just a Again, the proponent of the extra practices, uh, uh, you know, the extra meals, the extra weight room, you know, that was during finals. They had academic preparation time, working with the young players. So even though, uh, you know, the Red Wolves lost the game on the field, they won in a lot of other areas that I think will have a character. And I think you saw that in recruiting. Uh, I think they've got one of the top classes in the Sun Belt this year at this point. So, uh, 
trending in the right direction up in Jonesboro, and congratulations to those guys. It, Butch Jones and his staff signed one of the top quarterbacks. Well, it's the first top 300 recruit Arkansas State son, one of the top or highest-ranked recruits in Sunbelt history, and he's a quarterback. Coach, how in the world? How did you go in? How could Coach Jones, how did his staff go in and recruit one of the top quarterbacks in the country when you have a freshman quarterback that's looking so great? What What is it they're telling him? How did they do that? Well, number one, you want to find young people that aren't afraid to compete. That's number one. Uh, number two, you can't have enough talent at any position. You know, obviously you can only play one quarterback. And, um, you know, with the with the with the year of the the years of the transfer portal now and the NIL deals and you know it's very rare that you see a quarterback stay one place you know more than two or three years and then they transfer so uh, kudos to those guys uh, the young man that they signed obviously he's not afraid of competition he's very confident in his abilities he'll come to campus knowing that there is an incumbent quarterback in place assuming that the young man from ASU returns which getting pretty late in the transfer portal game. Uh, so if he's back, there's going to be great competition there. And, you know, there could be packages for both quarterbacks, uh, you know, take advantage of each other's skills. So, um, but I like what they're doing up there. They're, they're, they're amassing talent. Um, and when you do that, good things happen. Coach, one of the uh, intriguing games for me tonight is Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, and the Texas Bowl. There are reports out there that Texas A&M is down to 55 scholarship players. They've got 17 in the portal, and at least four that we know of is declared for the NFL, and they're not going to play in this game. Right. How, what's the mentality in that locker room when you're down to 55 scholarship players? Well, you know, that happened to LSU a couple of years ago. Uh, I guess the 2020 season, or yeah, the 2020 season. And it didn't work out too good for those guys. Um, you know, it, it's one play at a time mentality. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of young players on the field that haven't played uh, much this year or maybe even at all because they can still preserve their red shirt. So it's going to be an opportunity for the young players that have had little or no playing time to shine and show that they do have value moving forward in the program and to show the new coaching staff that's going to be watching, you know, uh, very closely – uh, those guys that compete very, very hard. Opportunity to win the football game? Probably not. you got to like Oklahoma State there. Um, you just hope that A&M can be competitive, not have any injuries, because obviously when you go in with you know, 52, 54, 55 scholarship players, talking about special teams and defense and offense, not a lot of depth there. So you hope they can stay healthy. They'll try to shorten the game. But it does give an opportunity for the young players that haven't played very much, uh, to shine for the new coaching staff moving forward and to play for that locker room, to play for those seniors that are playing their last game. That can't be lost in that conversation either. So, uh, But you got to like Oklahoma State, particularly with Ollie Gordon, uh, Gordon back there. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the country. Uh, and if he plays tonight, which I think he is, uh, it, it could be a long day for A&M. Do we know who's coaching in the A&M game? I, I would assume it's not Mike Elko, but... Yeah, no, it's he's not. It's their... Gosh, I know they coach. didn't retain some people, so... Well, you know they're on their second interim coach, I think. Because the interim that they named went to Syracuse. 
yep. as the defensive coordinator. And so I'm not sure who the new interim is, but there is an interim coach. Uh, but I'm sure Mike Elko will be in the stadium and, and obviously close observer uh, of the players and some of the coaches that are you know on the field that he may be considering keeping with the new staff. Elijah Robinson is the interim head coach. He was the defensive okay. coordinator. Okay. For there Jimbo Fisher. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's a, a weird game. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I like your weird, Coach, there's so many times uh, I had to watch the pregame show just to figure out who all this team was losing and who was actually playing. It was kind of refreshing. Last night, I watched Kansas and UNLV. And they were close to, to full staff. Uh, Kansas had a couple of linemen out, but it was nice to see two teams that that game meant something. It really did. Both uh, was looking to, I mean, what for Kansas, nine wins, back, you know, going back to back bowls. Of course, they lost to Arkansas last year in the Liberty Bowl, but th- those two teams were laying it out on the field last night. No question. And, and, and obviously, that's the most wins for Kansas since the Mark Mangino era. Mm uh that goes back to the 2008-2009 season, I think. So, uh, yeah, some of these bowls certainly mean a lot to, for different reasons to different teams, whether it be a winning season, a nine-win season, their first bowl game, like Texas State last night, congratulations, your alma mater. Um, you know, that, that first ever bowl game, they yeah. fill up Ford Stadium at SMU, you know they they get the win. They got the the greatest win percentage in the history of bowl games. They're one and zero. So uh, it means a lot to a lot of different people. But when you start getting to the upper echelon, the Power Five games now that aren't in the college football playoffs, you're going to see more opt outs. You're going to see more guys in the transfer portal. And sure, to the alumni and to the seniors on the field, those games mean a lot. And those young players that have a chance to prove themselves. But it's not Texas A&M and Oklahoma State like it would have been for a third Saturday in October. You know what I mean? No doubt. Uh, it, it's just a different dynamic. We continue with uh, Coach Cock. He is on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, before we get to talk to you again, we got the big ones coming up, the semifinal That's games. Right. Uh, I just, it just hit me with those being Monday. We'll be off Monday, and we won't have you back on until next week. So, let me get your thoughts on uh, those two big games. We'll start with Alabama, Texas. Well, no. it's Alabama and Michigan. Alabama, Michigan. <laughs> there you go. It may be Alabama, Texas by the, by the next weekend, Wes. Yeah, I was listening uh, to somebody, and that was their pick for the national championship game, and it stuck in my mind. So, yeah, let's start with Alabama, Michigan. Yeah, you know, you kind of you kind of got to like Alabama. I mean, they, they've kind of got the karma going, the mojo. Uh, they got away with one late in the year at Auburn. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, the SEC championship game. The quarterback's playing with a lot of confidence. I think his dual threat ability is going to give Michigan some problems on defense. Um, I'm just not sure that Michigan is going to be able to push around Alabama. I look for it to be a close game, but I do like Alabama in this game. I just think the experience of uh, – of that football team, of being in those big moments more than maybe Michigan, although you know you got the back-to-back years in the playoffs, but they just haven't had a lot of success. So I like Nick Saban, his experience, that football team, the way they're playing right now, and I like Alabama in a close one. 
All right, let's move to uh, Texas and Washington. You know, it's, it, that line, it's pretty much been stuck on four the whole time at Oakline. Texas favored by four. I'm going to go against the trend. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago when, when these matchups came out. I kind of like Washington, West. I, I think a couple of reasons. you got the, the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line up there uh, uh, at Washington. Uh, the quarterback was the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. Very easily could have been selected. I think it was a close, you know, balloting there. Uh, I think he may play with a little bit of chip on his shoulder. I think he's a really good player. Uh, I like the way they're defense. They're very, very physical on defense. I kind of like the Washington Huskies there to upset Texas. Uh, again, I think it, it could be a close game, but but I, but I, but I do like Washington. I, I think that uh, the Pac-12 was very difficult. Uh, Probably six teams deep. They ran the gauntlet there. They've got a they've got a quarterback that I think is uh, as good as there is in college football, and so I, I like the Huskies. And they got that offensive line that that's very physical. Both lines are very physical. So I'm going to go. I'll take the points and go with the Huskies. Well, Coach, I hope you're right because that's where I'm going to. I've already uh, made my little wagers at Oakland uh, when those lines came out. I, I grabbed Alabama getting points, and I grabbed Washington getting those points. So I hope you're right. Yeah, and I, well, I think it's going to be two good football games. Everybody's looking forward to that. And, of course, the following week we'll have a national championship game. You've got a bunch of good New York uh, uh, New Year's Six games. Uh, the ones I want to kind of talk about, you were talking about A&M earlier being depleted. Uh, who is the starting quarterback at Florida State between the opt-outs, mm-hmm. uh, the transfer portal guys? Uh, I think Florida State's probably going to go in with you know between 55 and 60 players as well, and uh, just not the same football team. Mm-hmm. Neither neither will Georgia uh, be the same football team, but at least they've got their starting quarterback there. And, a lot more pieces than I think what Florida State has. Brock Glenn is the starting quarterback at Florida State now. There you go. I do not know who there that you is. Go. You had to Google it. You had to look it up. He, the Wizard had to look it up. Yeah, he threw for 55 yeah. yards in the win against Louisville in the conference championship game. Yeah, he's a young man. He was man the third, third string. Louisville. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. up to uh, Georgia's favor by 19 and a half now. And I think that line started around 12 or 13. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, so, I don't remember exactly where it yeah. started, but uh, with the opt-outs, Florida State, I read a great story. It was like 85% of their offense from the regular season's gone and like 55, 45, somewhere in there, half their defense. You know, tackles, interceptions, tackles for a loss. Those guys are gone. Can, you remember and that's a shame. 10 years that's ago? Shame because you, oh. Continue, ahead, Coach. Ahead, oh, okay. Um, you remember 10 years ago when Jadavian Clowney was playing in the bowl game? Hmm. <laughs> it's like he ended up being the number one overall pick. Yeah. Just crazy. You just don't you just don't see that anymore. I think last year, you know, you had Alabama play uh, not in the college football playoffs, and you had the defensive end and maybe another the running back. I think they all played, which is a rare thing to see. Um, I just feel bad for Coach Norvell and that staff. Obviously, I've got personal ties and feelings hmm. about you know, that game, and, and I just feel bad because they're in a no-win situation. If they lose to Georgia, uh, well, they shouldn't have been in the playoffs. If they beat Georgia, Georgia wasn't interested in being there. Those are kind of the, the storylines that were already written uh, before any of the opt-outs and all those kind of things. But, uh, but you know, there's some teams that have a lot to play for. I know LSU's going to be starting a new quarterback. They're, they're playing in a New Year's Day game uh, to try to get the 10 wins. Uh, there's other 
you know, uh, interesting story. Uh, I do know that the, the two receivers that are probably declared are going to declare for the draft, uh, neighbors, and I can't think of the other young man at LSU. They're both going to play in that game. So uh, there are some seniors that are playing. They're trying to enhance their stock. Uh, but by and large, uh, we've seen a ton of opt-outs and a ton of guys in the transport portal, and that's kind of watered down uh, the college football bowl season to me this year. Coach, we got to run. Thank you so much. Hey, have a great uh, new year, and we'll talk to you next week after the semifinal games.